Hello and welcome to the Real Heroes of E-Commerce. I'm your host, Jason, and this is the next episode in our holiday series, Jingle All the Way. Today on the show, we have Matthew Katazi. He is the CEO of Goodo Studios, and we are talking about how e-commerce brands should approach content and how to build a system for content creation. Matthew has worked with a lot of great D2C brands, and you're going to like what he has to share. And once you're finished with this episode, head over to heroesofecommerce.substack.com and subscribe. We still have five more weeks left in the Jingle All the Way series, so you don't want to miss out on what's coming. Okay, let's get to it. Okay, Matthew, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So before we get started, let's hear a little bit about what you're doing in photography and the world of e-commerce as a whole. Yeah, again, thanks so much for having me on the show. Um, my name is Matthew, and I'm the founder of Goodo Studios. We are a content creation studio. Uh, we do photos and videos for consumer brands, uh, mainly kind of direct to consumer e-commerce. But beyond just photos and videos, you know, we do uh, TikToks, we do you know user generated content as well as ads. So. Really, what I like to say is that we're kind of a full stack creative um, studio for, for brands. Okay, really cool. So this quarter, um, a lot of people are gearing up for the holidays. They're trying to give a little bit of a revamp, maybe some themed images for the holidays, um, Christmas themes. And how should people kind of approach that from a photography standpoint and a content standpoint? Yeah, great question. I mean, Q4 is like a massive, it's like the Super Bowl, right, of, of e-commerce, direct-to-consumer. Um, so it's easy to kind of think like, oh, what's the new pieces of content that we can do? How can we, you know, go really crazy, um, you know, with the new stuff? Um, but before we jump into kind of how we might be able to develop some of the new stuff, I think we first need to kind of figure out like, well, what do we have now that can still work, right? Because a lot of times, like, people are buying these products because they're looking for a deal. They may already you know, know about you. Maybe they're already a customer, um, but they're like, oh, we want a good offer to like get you excited. Um, you know, They're not going to buy because you have a Christmas theme photo. They're buying because they see value, right? Of, of like, maybe there's a discount or maybe they can, you know, buy one, get one free, sort of whatever the offer is. And mm -hmm. so what I would say is before you jump into getting, you know, new themed content, really first focus on what has been working, whether that's messaging, whether that's, you know, um, the style of, of shots, like what is connecting with your audience now? And mm -hmm. then um, how can you just shift maybe the language to be, you know, whatever that holiday offer is? That's like easy, low lift. You're not creating anything new, but basically saying, hey, here's this amazing product. It solves like your problem. You're the ideal customer. Oh, by the way, we have an awesome holiday offer, right? So there's no crazy lift um, mm -hmm. there besides kind of switching out some language, you know, for the offer. Um, so that's the first thing I would say. And again, really important to start there. The second part of this um, would be to think about, okay, if we were to go towards more of that holiday themed, you know, why do we need to do that? Like, is that going to move the needle or would it be better to spend that money on getting out more of these other ads out to more people? So you internally 
uh, like on your team have to decide how you allocate your budget and is the themed photography worth the price that it is? If it is awesome, like go for it, do it. I think it can be really great, but before you just find a solution, say, well, it's holidays. We need to do that. You have to think about why are customer buying in the first place? And it's probably not because you have a holiday themed photo. It's probably because you have an amazing offer or they understand, you know, what your company is about. So I would probably want to actually focus more on how can I educate my consumer uh, or ideal customer to be excited about our brand um, before I go crazy on a big holiday shoot and then feel like, well, that didn't really drum up a lot of business for us. Right. So the cost might just be not effective rather than just changing a little bit of the language. Yeah. And again, like, I think, you know, this, this kind of goes away from, you know, my scope, right. Where I'm the creative and, and helping with the creative strategy, but you know, our job as a photographer, videographer, creating content for the brand is it first needs to come from why we're actually doing it. The goal would be to get a certain revenue target, a certain amount of sales velocity, whatever that is that whatever those goals are, that actually dictates what's being created. It doesn't, I think a lot of times it's always been, oh, it's holiday season. Let's make holiday content. Oh, by the way, we need to hit these targets, right? So you can see that like, we're not, we're not making content that's driven by these, these goals and strategy. We're actually just taking content and just jamming it into or kind of just putting it on top of the strategy my goal and what we try to do is flip that script and say what are the goals first and then help the businesses figure out what that content is and maybe by talking about strategy maybe talking about what that offer is you realize oh wait we actually might not need this and that's that's great so that's where i want people to understand before you just jump into what you think the, the how should be like what type of content you need. You really need to think about why you're actually creating that and how that actually drives business or actually has a real business function to you. Right. Have that strategy there first. Um, so when we're talking about photos, I mean, there's just the traditional photo shoot, getting everything done, you know, professionally. And there's also the route that some people go of, of UGC, trying to get that content from, you know, content creators who are outside of the company and reusing that. So give me your thoughts on, on how to go about those two different ways. Yeah. I think that, you know, media has really changed like how we consume it, right? Like even just two years ago, TikTok, it existed, but it wasn't where it was, where it is today. Right. And, and TikTok has honestly changed YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, it's changed it all. Right. So how we consume media is very, very different. And we've even had to kind of uh, change our business model in a way, right? To kind of adapt to that and adapt to how it advertisement is, right? So, you know, traditionally you would have these big photo shoots, you able to, um, you know, take those big photo shoots and video shoots and kind of make them into smaller ads and kind of run them that way. And now we're seeing like, that's a pretty big lift for on a return that we might not see. Yeah. And so that's where expensive. we kind of get, yeah, it's expensive. Right. And so we get into this, you know, new space of like user generated content, things like that. 
So what I would suggest for brands to think about is when you, you got to think back from your website into social media, into ads, right? It's kind of like the stages you're driving. Your conversion is to be on your website, right? Like people are going to buy your product on your website. So that's like the home base, like that's where it needs to start, right? So you first need to have a checklist and say, okay, do I have enough images on my product pages? You know, the home page, landing pages, all that stuff. Focus there first. Once you've tightened that part up, mm-hmm. then you can move on to social media and ads. And again, like what the, what's native to that platform is not necessarily native to website, right? Like it's right. those are two different mediums. We consume media differently in those different places. So one of the ways you can do that is reaching out to creators like on TikTok. Um, maybe they're in your niche. Let's say you're selling like a, a bag um, to men, right? Um, you might want to look up like people that have like, you know, outfits in fashion, men's fashion, things like that. Reach out to them. They create content already. You might be able to send them a bag, pay them for their content. You can come up with a few videos. Now you get those videos and you can use them for ads, your social and things like that. Mm -hmm. You can start to build out that content engine internally. Um, We do that for brands. So you can work with people like us or there's other creative, you know, Uh, partners that you could go for, but you could also do this internally. And I think for brands that are trying, like, you know, maybe if you're on a budget and you're trying to figure out how do I get started? How do I get some ads created? That's a really great way. And the iPhone has democratized a lot of how content is created, which is beautiful, right? Um, So more people can do it. Um, But you do have to be careful with that because just because you have a camera doesn't mean that you're good with the camera. So you got to be able to (laughs) pick, you know, the right people. Um, but I think that it's opened up possibilities for how people, um, could create for brands, um, and how brands could actually start to create content on a faster, you know, cheaper basis versus it always having to be these big shoots and things Mm -hmm. like that. So start with the website, then get into like kind of the social and kind of ad space. And that's where you can start to kind of build out creators and kind of content engine there. Mm-hmm. Um, a big question that I think a lot of, um, you know, newer brands have when they want to start something like a UGC program to get that content. Um, it's kind of, kind of what size of content created to look for, because it's so varied from like someone who has, a few thousand followers all the way up to, you know, a million. Um, and I think most of the, the best, the best bang for your buck is going for those lower, you know, micro influencers, if you will. Yeah. So I think we're kind of in an inflection point right now where, um, so like, let's say three years ago, right. The, I, the word creator, it obviously existed, but it wasn't <laughs> what we think now. Right. Three years ago, it was only on Instagram, right? And those people were called influencers. They had some sort of uh, audience and they were able to create content and amplify it through their audience. And brands would, what they would do is they weren't really taking that content and then using it for themselves. They would shoot their own stuff. And then they had like their influencers doing, you know, influencer, you know, campaigns and things like that. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting into this space where, you know, this whole idea of the creator economy has kind of grown. Um, and obviously like now, you, you know, 
TikTok has come up. It's changed how we consume media, as I said before. And so this idea of creator, and I feel like we've slapped creator on top of influencer without actually like kind of talking about those differences. And so I think for, for companies, you have to be careful. It's not always about the number of, of followers that that person can have. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, does that person understand how this content works for a brand? Cause there's plenty of creators that have millions of followers and they just, they're just standups, right? They're just, they, they make jokes or whatever, but then they'll do a brand activation and it totally tanks because they have no concept of how consumers buy. Right. Meanwhile, there are creators who they'll call themselves UGC creators where they actually only think about them as B2B, right? They only work with brands and they are only creating ads that are to, are to convert viewers into customers, right? So it's like, they don't have a lot of following, but they work, the type of work that they do is not about amplifying themselves online. It's really mm -hmm. about, um, you know, being able to uh, like help brands sell their, their products. Right. So create that message. Yeah. So don't get caught up in the follower count as much. If you're, what you should look for is can this person create yes or no, right? Like doesn't matter about followers. Like it could be 5,000 followers, could be zero followers doesn't matter if they can talk on camera if they have a pretty good eye you can tell like if they do quick cuts and all that stuff or if they're not doing anything fancy right and then the second thing is is like just ask them reach out to them and say hey like it, you'd be surprised there are plenty of creators on tiktok that might have a hundred thousand followers and they'll do videos for a few hundred bucks right so it's like you don't know like what you're going to get. So it's worth asking and trying to see. Um, but it's just important to know that like when you're asking them for content, you're asking for it under the brand versus for them to post to their channels. Um, and usually you can get a better deal because you're not using their audience to amplify your brand. You're just using them as a creator. Um, and I think that like that's, definitely something to kind of consider or at least make sure that the definition is very clear for for people yeah i think that's a, an important distinction influencers a few years ago was about amplifying through their audience whereas content creators are do that some but to a larger extent is more about creating the message with brands and follower count doesn't mean that they're a good creator for you as a brand either right. again like it's like not all followers are created equal um, and not, not all audiences are created equal. And again, there's a reason why like people follow that person for whatever, like their content, it's really good. But if their content isn't what you're necessarily looking for, like, yes, they can film and edit, but it doesn't mean that they're great, right? Like there's plenty of YouTubers that like, when you look at their editing, it's not good at all. Like I'm like, I, as a creative, I'm like, I could edit way better than that. But the subject matter is the reason why they have an audience, but like they shouldn't be shooting commercials, right? Like, right. so it doesn't, it doesn't matter that they have a million like subscribers. They're not a good videographer. They're a good storyteller or whatever that is. So brands need to be careful of who they're working with when it comes to, if they're just doing it based on follower account, cause that could be dangerous for you and you might find that oh wow this person has a lot of followers but they're not good at creating ads because that's a completely different skill set 
Um, like I consider me and my company a B2B creator, right? We're B2B because we're working with businesses, but we're not like doing anything direct to consumer. We're not like, you know, building an audience with consumers. We're building an audience for businesses to help them. Mm -hmm. Right on. So you mentioned something about a system of content creation. Yeah. So I think what brands need to focus on, because a lot of times, like even like even just going back to the first question, which is like, what should we do for the holidays? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think it's so easy to get caught up in like tactics, like the how. It's like, oh, how am I going to get this holiday going? But it's like, honestly, like the tactics, like should I use this trend or not or whatever? It's like, it's it can only get you so far in the short term, but long term, you don't have a real foundation. And so what I really try to help brands understand is before you jump on trends, before you jump on anything like that, you need to actually build a system that's going to be consistent when it comes to creating content. Now, depending on where you are with with you with your brand, your budget and all that stuff, the numbers are going to look different, right? Like a brand like liquid death who just raised a bunch of money they mm -hmm. can do you know crazy videos with martha stewart and all that That's stuff and they're martha and stewart they're candle. yeah exactly and they're busting out you know whatever how many pieces of content on all these different platforms but you might not be there yet and that's totally okay it doesn't matter what size you still need to have a, a content engine and you can always scale that up but what that looks like very quickly is you need to organizationally, whether this is external partners or internal partners is you need to figure out, okay, where are we actually posting for us as a brand? Where is our audience, wherever your audience is, that's going to dictate, you know, what channels you go after. So just because TikTok's the hot new thing doesn't mean your audience is on TikTok. So you shouldn't just do TikTok because that's what everybody else is doing. First, figure out where are your customers hanging out? Then you figure out, okay, let's say there's all these different channels, but pick the top one or two channels that your you know audience is just to get started. Don't try to be everything on all platforms. And you say, okay, what type of content is that? Is that video? Is it text? Is it blogs? Like whatever that channel is, figure out what the medium is. Then from there you figure out, okay, do we have the resources internally to do this? Like whose job is it to, to create that content, to post that content, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. If it's, if you don't have somebody internally, then you'll need to go external. And then you basically just make sure it's all about the organization. Right. And then once you get the partners, right, the people, okay, this person is going to do this type of content on that platform. Then you start to kind of flesh out like, okay, honestly, what's our minimum export or what's our minimum deliverables that we can actually hit, right? So don't be like, oh, all of a sudden we're gonna, you know, post every day and do all this crazy stuff. But like, be honest with the capacity of your team or your partners and mm -hmm. say, realistically, we're gonna hit whatever goal, you know, X amount of posts per month on this channel, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Then you start to say, okay, now, what is it to build out the strategy and how are we going to actually produce that piece of content? Then once you've figured those, that whole line of production, right? So you go from platform to person to how many pieces of content per month to planning it out, you go to producing it. 
Then the last thing is looking at the data. How did it perform? How can we improve on it? And then you bring it all the way back to the, you know, to the person. And then you just basically just do that consistently. Do that for a month, two months, whatever it is, right? And then as that audience grows, hopefully there's more sales, there's a little bit more budget. You can expand maybe how often you're posting or maybe you expand to another channel or whatever. Right. And so like, obviously this is going to be different per brand, but just if you could just understand that line of thinking of how I sequentially went through, I didn't say, oh yeah, you need to start doing this trend today because by the time I said that and this gets posted out, it doesn't really make any sense, right? Like it's, it's the trend is gone. Right. But if you can start to actually build out a system, then that's building really great foundation that's going to be strong for your brand. You can scale that up. You can adapt to whatever's happening because you have the right people in place. And it's funny because sometimes the thing that holds back most brands from scaling is not even money or talent. It's really just organization. Like or it's the most boring thing, but it's actually the thing that is the make it break it for how to produce content because content does take a lot of time, especially now where we're in a world of video. Video editing is not easy, whether you're doing it on your iPhone or you know on your computer. Mm -hmm. So having that organization, that structure is truly the thing that's gonna, you know, help brands scale or not scale. Very cool. You mentioned earlier the how should brands get ready for Q4? Did you have any advice for brands who are just kind of wondering like what what should I do for right now? Honestly, I would just say like get your content engine like focused. Like if you like before you're thinking about tactics, like before you're like, oh, this would be a great ad to run, mm -hmm. like figure out like organizationally, like do you have the right people in place? Like now would be the a good time to figure out if the answer is yes or no, like, okay, then who are we gonna bring on to like actually help us create these ads or create this content or whatever. Like if you don't organizationally understand that now, like who cares what trend is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then the thing is, is like Q4 is amazing, but then guess what? There's Q1 and Q2 and Q3 and the rest of our lives. Right. So it's <laughs> like, I think there's a certain amount of like short-term thinking, like you want this upcoming season to be really strong, but it should be strong so that it again sets that foundation for an even stronger 2023 and right. so what i say that is that it would be great to figure out your engine now get through a great holiday season being consistent all that stuff but then you're already ready for q1 and continuing that and i think brands you know yes there's this holiday season or there's a seasonality right q4 tends to be a little bit bigger but it doesn't mean that you can't think like think beyond that, like thinking long-term. And I think brands are just so focused on what ads are we doing this week, this month? It's, like, it's very short-term thinking. And you've got to think about establishing that brand. Going back to Liquid Death, yes, they do a lot of great paid media, but they also do a lot of organics content that oh. has allowed them to build that brand. And so I think, again, you don't need to compare yourself to them because that's, unless you're raising 
millions of dollars, like that's pretty hard to compare, but I just think structurally, like you have to think long-term, you got to think about your brand story. People are paying attention to brands. They're paying attention to advertisement because they're looking for good deals. So this would be a really great time to, again, start to say, who do we need in our system to actually tell our story? Because people are going to be paying attention this holiday season. Very cool. Um, one more question for you. What is on your list for Santa Claus? Ooh. So what's on my list for the holiday season? Um, I've been trying to upgrade my my wardrobe. So I'm a big fan of Everlane. Great. Mm -hmm. That's a great brand. Um, big fan of uh, Lululemon. Got to go back to the basics there. Um, they've got great pants. So I'd love to cop another that. pair. <laughs> you you got it. Okay. Their ABC pants are fantastic. Um, so definitely would suggest those because like you can dress those up, but you can also dress those down, um, which is what I love. And they're very, very comfortable. Um, I'm also like always in the mood for another pair of shoes. Like I love sneakers. So, you know, a pair of Jordans, maybe some Air Maxes, <laughs> something like that. Always good. And then um, lastly, I've been getting into pickleball. So maybe, you know, a new, okay. a new, a new racket or a new paddle, if you will, um, because I got one and it's pretty good, but I feel like, you know, maybe I need to get some like, you know, pro level paddle because um, there's a few different types. So I might want to play around with that. So that that's on my holiday list. We'll see what happens. We'll see what Santa brings, though. <laughs> okay, right on. <laughs> All right. If uh, someone wants to get a hold of you, how should they do so? Yeah, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn or Twitter at Matthew Gatosi. Um, so my name. And uh, you can also just go to our website, www.goodostudios.com. It's probably be linked here. And we also have an awesome newsletter. So if you're like interested in understanding how like content can actually help you um, sell your products, we have a newsletter that goes out every Thursday where I break down ads. I might break down some TikTok strategies, organic paid, like we, we basically do it all. So if you're interested in something like that, um, that's linked in my Twitter and it's like kind of everywhere also on our website, but it's called your content should sell. And, um, that will help, um, kind of, kind of flesh out some of these ideas, uh, in writing and it comes to you every Thursday. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, Jason. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks again to Matthew for coming on. You can find the show notes at heroes of and be sure to subscribe while you're there. Okay. See you next time.